Welcome to USURF Spotlight, a new series by the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, where we discuss major topics and issues in the news and explore how those issues are impacting religious freedom around the globe. Here is USURF Director of Outreach and Policy, Dwight Bashir, leading this week's discussion. Welcome to USURF Spotlight. Today we're going to talk about laws regulating the practice of ritual slaughter in European countries and how they impact religious freedom. Dietary laws pertaining to the slaughter of animals are integral religious mandates for many, in particular for Jews and Muslims uh, who are required to eat meat certified as kosher in Judaism or halal in Islam. Dietary laws such as these traditionally serve a variety of functions for adherents including fulfilling health, philosophical, ethical, and spiritual needs. Some European countries have statutes that actually require an animal be stunned in the process. In most cases, only unstunned animals are kosher or halal. These statutes make it difficult for religious groups to adhere to their dietary laws. These laws also force individuals to abandon deeply held religious doctrine and imply a message of exclusion to all those who seek to follow the religion's dietary requirements. Today we have with, with us USURF researcher Zach Uden to discuss the spectrum of restrictions on ritual slaughter in European countries. Welcome, Zach. Zach is the author of a USURF fact sheet on ritual slaughter published in October. For viewers who may be unfamiliar, tell us, Zach, in simple terms, what is ritual slaughter in the Jewish and Muslim context? Sure. So uh, ritual slaughter refers to the method of slaughtering animals according to a specific set of regulations which ensure that meat meets uh, kosher or halal certification. Among other aspects of the process, it involves uh, severing the trachea with a sh very sharp knife and letting the animal bleed to death without the use of stunning. In almost all cases, a stunned animal cannot be considered kosher or halal. Um, animal rights activists contend that the, these methods of ritual slaughter are inhumane, and it is under this guise that laws are enacted. However, others see a deliberate attempt to ostracize uh, Jewish and Muslim citizens. So, Zach, can you give us a little bit of the historical context here? Tell us, when did these uh, bans or restrictions start in Europe? And uh, give, us, give us some examples on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, regulations against ritual slaughter have existed in Europe since uh, the late 19th century. Uh, in 1893, Switzerland became the very first country to institute a ban on uh, ritual slaughter uh, after a vote, and it's actually been on the books ever since. Similar to some bans today, the stated purpose was to protect animals, um, but the real motive was to stem the tide of increased immigration of Jews from Eastern Europe. And it's, uh, it's funny, the, the Swiss Federation of Jewish Communities was founded in 1904, um, specifically to combat the ban on ritual slaughter. Um, but also Germany, Hungary, Italy, Norway, Poland, Sweden, all those countries enacted similar bans in the lead up to World War II and actually um, every country that fell under Nazi occupation in World War II had um, bans against ritual slaughter. But uh, once the war was over, those bans were lifted. 
Well, there are a number of obviously approaches taken by these uh, countries in Europe to limit the practice of ritual slaughter, as you're alluding to. Tell us what what sort of restrictions are in place specifically across the continent, and which countries have the most uh, stringent restrictions. There are five categories of restrictions which we've um, noted in the fact sheet. The first is no stunning, which basically equates to uh, no restrictions. There's post-cut stunning, where um, the cut is made and then the stunning happens. There's concurrent sedation, where both the stunning and the cut happen at the same time. There's pre-cut stunning, which um, really, you know, the, the stun happens um, and then the cut is made. And then uh, the, the last category is just ritual slaughter banned altogether. Um, over 70% of the countries in Europe have no restrictions on ritual slaughter, thankfully. Um, we've included in this category um, countries which have laws against ritual slaughter on the books, but offer uh, permits for religious groups to um, make all of the ritual slaughter that they need. Um, Finland is actually the only country to allow concurrent sedation. Um, a majority of the countries have that have restrictions allow unstunned meat to be imported, uh, which, is a big, which is a big business in, in Europe. And um, the only country with a complete ban on ritual slaughter is Slovenia. But again, unstunned meat may be imported. Um, so those communities can get the permissible meat that they need. So ritual slaughter is not an issue uh, that's uh, referenced or touched on in the key uh, human rights documents like the Universal Declaration of Human Rights or the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. Um, are there legal protections for ritual slaughter in international law uh, outside of these documents? Or is it legal for countries to have these restrictions on the books like you mentioned uh, with Slovenia? Uh, well, you're right that the guiding human rights documents do not provide a direct answer for us, but the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights protect the right to freedom of religion or belief, which includes the right to manifest religion or belief and the observance and practice of religion, like customs such as the observance of dietary laws. Um, for the countries in question today, the 1979 Council of Europe Convention um, entitled the European Convention for the Protection of Animals for Slaughter and the European Union's Council Regulation 1099-2009 require stunning before slaughter, but authorize countries to make their own regulations concerning slaughtering in accordance with religious rituals. Uh, this convention applies to all European countries and has been ratified by other countries that are members of the Council of Europe, uh, such, like, such as Switzerland. Now, are there any consequences when religious observant individuals uh, do not get access to permissible meat? Uh, and do they have any recourse in some of the countries where uh, it's difficult to get this access? Well, from a religious point of view, there is little to no punishment for consuming impermissible meat. Um, you know, centuries ago, there may have been corporal punishments or expulsion from a community, uh, but that's not really the case today at all. Um, but it is a violation of their right to the freedom of religion or belief to not be able to consume meat that conforms with religious dietary laws. 
Um, religious practitioners may feel spiritually unfulfilled because they couldn't adhere to their religious doctrine, uh, which is a problem in of itself. Uh, but from a societal standpoint, uh, laws against ritual slaughter really do imply a message of exclusion. Um, people who require kosher or halal meat um, who cannot um, who cannot find it um, in markets might feel unwelcome in the country that they live in and, you know, the country that they've been living in their whole life. So it's really, it's, it's an issue of um, ostracization and exclusion, um, unfortunately. Well, tell me, since we, uh, we uh, issued the fact sheet that you authored and uh, in, the, in the last few months, have there been any uh, new developments that uh, you could touch on? And, and also in the context of the broader, you know, anti-Muslim sentiment and anti-Semitism that we've seen uh, develop and evolve, unfortunately, in recent years, does any of this uh, element, the ritual slaughter aspect, uh, fall into those categories? Well, uh, Poland's Senate recently voted to end its um, $1.8 billion kosher and halal meat export industry by 2025. Religious communities in the country would still be able to slaughter animals without prior stunning, as long as the meat is not for export. They can only consume the meat in Poland. Uh, but Poland is a major provider of kosher and halal meat to various countries around Europe, and this move would severely hamper the ability of religious communities in those countries uh, to access permissible meat. Um, by early November, the Polish government scrapped the bill, but for unknown reasons. Um, the agricultural minister vowed that another bill would be drafted, but we're not really sure of the timeline there. Um, but to your second question, as we've seen over the last few years, anti-Semitic and anti Muslim hatred are on the rise in Europe. Um, while restrictions on religious slaughter are not necessarily as concerning in the short term compared to issues such as vandalism, intimidation, and physical attacks, um, the message of exclusion that these laws contributes to um, an increasingly hostile environment against Jews and Muslims. Um, Jews and Muslims are often othered um, around Europe, and these laws contribute to that process. Very insightful. Uh, I want to thank you, Surf researcher Zach Uden, for his expertise today and all of his insights. You can find his October uh, report on uh, ritual slaughter laws in Europe on our website at www.usurf.gov. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next time on Usurf Spotlight.